Welcome to episode 43 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas. With me is... Eric Sanchez. Eric, what's up? Not much. Just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out. Today, guys, we're going to do a fun show. Talk all about Owen Hart, the King of Hearts, the yep. Heart of Gold, the Rocket. The Rocket. Oh, right. The, uh, the Lone the, Heart. The Black Heart. That guy, too. The Nation of Domination <laughs> member, right? Right. He was uh, a lot of fun, as we found. We'll talk more about our mm-hmm. newly found appreciation for him. Right. This was a, an idea sent to me because I solicited ideas from people. Uh, last week, I talked about how someone sent in about possibly us doing a Wrestling with Shadows review or, like, commentary to the movie mm-hmm. Wrestling with Shadows, which we might do in, in the coming weeks. But I didn't get around to watching it recently. So we're going to do a... Lost my train of thought. There was like we're going to do this week's about Owen Hart, uh, but anyway, Mark Caruso, who's our contest winner, he sent me a note like, "Hey, you know, I just listened to the last fan about the screwjob stuff you told me about, and all of a sudden I want to learn more about Owen Hart." And I was like, "Yeah, you should l- learn more about older guys too, like Hulk Hogan in Japan stuff I was watching mm-hmm. recently." Speaking of Twitter, you could follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Follow us. We've got almost 900 followers now, which is awesome, and a lot of interaction, too, lately. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, I've had, I do pretty much the thing where if you follow me, I'm going to follow you back type of thing, mm-hmm. just like courtesy or whatever. <laughs> I've had to mute a handful of people. I'm not going to say who, obviously, <clears throat> but like they're so like negative. Like During Raw, like, bitch about every segment. I'm like... All right, some of this stuff's not great, but like every segment they're complaining about, I'm like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot out there, like and I, there's times I troll them. Sure, <laughs> if if I'm feeling you're bored, <laughs> if I'm bored and I'm feeling negative, <laughs> then I'll troll them <laughs> for being negative. Uh, you can find our podcast if you found it a different way. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Stitcher Radio. You can listen right through the Twitter app if you want. You can listen to us. Uh, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you have a podcast app, you can find us, Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you want to do me a huge favor, someone out there, someone, someone, leave a review on iTunes for us. Uh, and just It helps if people are looking for wrestling podcasts, us pop up a little sooner. So if anyone's listening, please leave a review. Mark Crusoe, look at you. I gave you something for free. <laughs> you won the contest, which yeah. is funny. I talked about it last week. We had one winner. Okay, go ahead. We had one winner, and he... Said, you know, I already have this Stephanie McMahon figure. It was cool enough to let us go to somebody else, and that's awesome. So we really appreciate that. We will be probably doing more giveaways in the coming weeks, especially coming up towards WrestleMania. If you're going to WrestleMania, guys, please let me know on Twitter so we can meet up, buy you a beer or a pop or whatever you want. If you're out there on the streets of Bourbon Street or at WrestleCon, anything, let me know. I got pretty big news for a personal standpoint for me. If you're listening to this show and you're going to WrestleMania, you probably heard that WrestleCon finally got Stone Cold Steve Austin to do an appearance, a signing photos, 
his, his, his whole deal. And he, I don't know the last time he's done a signing. I couldn't tell you. And I thought, you know, I'm never going to meet Stone Cold. I'm never going to get his autograph. I'm not a huge collector of autographs, but I always said he would be one of the guys that would pay big bucks to see or would pay to get his autograph from. And I wasn't going to do it because it's a little pricey to get his autograph at this WrestleCon. And I was talking to my wife about it, and she was like, do you want that for your birthday? And my birthday's in June. And I was like, absolutely, yes, I do. I want that for my birthday. So she's like, okay, I'll get it for you. So I'm pretty pumped about that, that I get to have this sweet, awesome thing where I get to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin for my birthday. That I'm is pretty, pretty awesome. Not on my birthday, but I'm pretty pumped about it. Can have him sign a couple things. And um, I'm also planning on meeting Bret Hart at WrestleCon. Not really sure who else yet. I've been told to kind of wing it when you get there based on timing and everything, but those are the two must-have meet for me. Yeah. He's just talking about WrestleMania and meeting up with people. Um, what else is going on in wrestling world? The All In Show was announced yesterday. If you're not familiar with it, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are self-financing a show, which was started off as a little bit of a bet with Dave Meltzer that they couldn't draw a $10,000 crowd, or $10,000 seat, Mm -hmm. um, or 10,000 attendance show, and they're going to do it. And it's been announced in, they say it's Chicago, but as you and I know, Hoffman Estates is not Chicago, which no. is where they booked it. It's, it's kind of a hike, too. It's a hike for us, especially, because we're the south suburbs <clears throat> of Chicago. And even if but, you're in I Chicago. I mean, if you're looking at a map, it's not far, but I right. think if we drove that far and then the end of it, it's a little bit. It's it's an hour. It's yeah. over an hour. And the if you're, if you're like from downtown, if you live in the city, you're looking at about 45 minutes without traffic. Mm-hmm. It's on a Saturday, so it should be okay. It's September 1st. It's all in show. At the Sears Center. I've been there once. You ever been to the Sears Center? Once. It's like, it's a nice, it's a newer venue, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably like 10 years old. It's like a smaller, ver- it's like a smaller arena. It's an arena, but it's like, there's a level that they don't have like a third level, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to, are we going to go? Are you going to go check it out? I don't know. Depends it's on the price. <laughs> Depends on the price and I don't know. You're, you're not, you're not all in? I'm, not, <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> no, I am. I'm I'm all in. Hold on one second here. I'm gonna pause this. And we're back. Sorry about that, guys. I'd answer my phone. It was my work phone. I thought it was something important. Turns out it was one of the spam call telling me my federal student <laughs> government loans. Sorry about that. I'm gonna leave it in. No editing. Doing it live. Right. Anyway, we're talking about Eric is not all in for this Ring of Honor show. I think I'm gonna go. I am pretty into New Japan stuff lately. Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of into. I I've kind of lost interest. I don't in, know why. I in Ring of Honor, yeah, I don't really watch it that much. The it's, past couple months. It's uh, I don't know. Like to me, I think some of the production's lacking a little bit, which is kind of hard to watch. But mm-hmm. I like the the New Japan ROH combo type of thing. Okay. But I, I got the New Japan World app just to watch, uh, the the just the Ring of Honor New Japan two night thing they did. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks back, and they've got their anniversary show that I've got to watch. And I've just been watching older stuff and basically seeing matches I've missed out on. They're pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And I've also been watching old school Hulk Hogan stuff, like from <laughs> 1980 and things like that, which has been fun. That's kind of why I'm all in. Yeah. I tried watching, I think it was about a month ago, I tried watching uh, some of the newer Impact stuff. And I don't know, it's just whatever. Impact or Ring of Honor? Impact. Okay. Ring of Honor, I haven't really watched a whole lot of uh, WWE. I kind of just fast forward through a lot of it. So I don't know if I'm just kind of going through a funk of wrestling where I'm just not really watching a lot of it mm-hmm. right now. but. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I think after Fastlane... I'm Fast watching Lane, more movies and TV shows that have nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> I think after Fastlane, which is this Sunday, it's going to kick up a little bit because we've got four more shows till WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. 
they're setting matches sooner than they have in the past few years. Like they set the IC title triple threat match last night with yeah. Miz, Balor, and Rollins, which I think will be a really fun match. I'm really excited about that. They've set Ronda Rousey and, and Angle versus Triple H and Steph. They've got Roman versus Lesnar. And there's so many rumors going on about that, how like they have Strowman as a backup in case this steroid thing comes out with Roman Reigns. Right, yeah. I, I, I the only thing that kind of makes sense to me because Strowman currently has nothing else going on. It seemed like he had his blow off with Elias last night on Raw. Right. Not really sure what's going on. I do like they're setting up matches sooner now. And Cena's got his like old man Cena storyline going on. <laughs> the did you watch Raw last night? I didn't. Okay, so I just watched the, or just saw some highlights as I was. Did you see through. Goldust came out like challenge Cena? I saw it. I it was didn't so read weird. It. it was so weird, like in random. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I kind of like this. It's cool. So yeah. I saw a meme about that. It was about when you just put your, uh, whatever they call it, like WWE career in the video game. Uh-huh. Just on like, you know, auto, Simulate, yeah. auto sim, and this is what happens. <laughs> uh, either way, there, I know you're in a funk now too, but uh, it seems like a lot of people are based on the feedback on Twitter I was talking about. But once <laughs> WrestleMania comes around, everyone will kick it in high gear. I, I'm just more excited because of all the stuff I got planned for WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. I've I got, mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot to look forward to. I've got the Ring of Honor show at the Supercard show with Cody mm-hmm. versus Kenny Omega. And I've got WrestleCon where I'm meeting a couple wrestlers. And I've got WrestleMania itself. It'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Now, this week's show, Mark Caruso suggested the topic. So here it is, buddy. Owen Hart. Owen Hart, the professional wrestler who unfortunately passed away way too early in 1999, mostly is known for his WWE stuff. He was in, obviously, Calgary Stampede where he started. Mm-hmm. He did a little, you know, a quick stop in WCW as a kind of a job guy. He debuted in the WWE in, I think, 88 or 89 as the Blue Blazer. 88. And what is your first memory of seeing either Owen or the Blue Blazer? What do you remember first seeing Owen Hart? Well, when you first, we were talking about what day to do the podcast, and he gave me a couple topics. I was thinking about him, and I'm thinking of Owen was probably the most... Had the most different gimmicks, the most unique, um, maybe not gimmicks, but the evolution of Owen Hart yeah. I thought was unique because, I mean, there was the Rocket, there was uh, the King of Hearts, like all of that kind of the stuff. The tag team stuff. Yeah, the tag teams, okay. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'd rather do Owen because there was more to watch and kind of more to cover, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember, I think I started getting into Owen right around the high energy stuff. So Owen and Coco. Well, New Foundation was different. New Foundation. Well, they were around the same year. Yeah, yeah, because Amo got fired. And then the year before, I think there was a there was a book that I got because WWF magazine had I don't know if it was a unique like kind of one off edition for WrestleMania, but it was a highlight uh-huh. of all WrestleMania is like one through seven. Okay. So I remember Nightheart and Owen were teaming up together, and I was looking through this book. And somewhere along the lines, I heard that he was the blue uh, blue blazer. So I'm looking back at, through this book, and yeah. I saw that he wrestled Mr. Perfect. So then around that time, too, I'm going back and renting old um, wrestling tapes. So kind of around that time is when I started getting into him. I first knew – my first memory of Owen's <clears throat> the the new foundation mm-hmm. with Jim Neville Nightheart. And I was a big Hart Foundation fan. So I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like he's yeah. Bret Hart's brother, and, and that makes sense. And I was into him. They never got, looking back, they never got a huge giant push or anything like that. The crowd seemed to like him. They were a lot of fun. And then when he switched over to Coco Beware, I was still, you know, all right, I'm in. I got yeah. in. And then he was in the bit of a lull there from end of 92 up until 94 
when he started his feud with Brett in 93 and in 94, when he started his feud with Brett, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't like care about him when he was the rocket Owen Hart at all. When I kind of did, but then at the same time, I think we were conditioned. We were younger. Well, at least I was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you were. <laughs> Just to be, okay, this is Brett's. I don't know, lousy younger brother. Uh-huh. That's how I kind of viewed him. Like he was just you know, Brett's little brother that wasn't as good as Brett. So I kind of just so in kayfabe, you should with that brush. In kayfabe, you should have been on Owen's side then. Yeah, I don't know because I'm an older sibling. I was mm-hmm. more on Brett's side. Okay, <laughs> I because uh, I can understand the bratty, the whiny well, younger one. <laughs> well, I, when I was younger, it was just who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Tell me who yeah. I should cheer for, and that's right. what I did. Uh-huh. I love Bret Hart, but I you know. Or I should hate Owen Hart. Okay, I definitely hate Owen Hart. Yeah, and I love that that whole Brett Owen storyline. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go kind of out of order here with Owen Hart because it's my show and I can do what I want. The Brett Owen storyline started when you know they had a little bit of a jealousy back and forth, and then they had a match at Survivor Series. It was all the Hart brothers: Brett Owen, Bruce, and Smith Hart, mm-hmm. I believe, versus or no, it was Keith Hart. I take that at Keith Hart. Because I remember Keith's sweet mustache. <laughs> and it was versus, originally supposed to be Jerry Lawler and his knights. Then yeah. Jerry Lawler got some sexual assault accusations. They pulled him real quick and stuck in right. Shawn Michaels. No explanation whatsoever. I just, didn't need it as a just, kid. Just Whatever. Shawn Michaels. Okay, cool. <laughs> and they had the match where Owen was the only one eliminated. So mm-hmm. after the match, they're all celebrating. Owen comes out, shoves Bret Hart, pulls him down. You know, what the hell? Because if you remember, Owen got eliminated. Because he ran off the ropes, hit Brett. Right. Brett was in the apron. Brett smashed into the guardrail, which yeah. was pretty rare at the time for him to do. Owen goes to check on him, gets rolled up, gets eliminated. So he blamed Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. It's logical for <laughs> us to blame Owen. Then they tease a little bit of a fight. I rem- I'll never forget this interview. Uh, Owen Hart, they, they did it back-to-back weeks. It was like in a locker room mm-hmm. on WWF Superstars. Owen Hart's talking, looking at the camera. I'm challenging you, Brett, to a fight You know, to prove that I'm better than you. And then the next week, Brett was like, never will I not, absolutely not ever, 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 ever. That's a lot of ever. But he said a lot. Uh-huh. Fight my own brother. It's not going to happen. And then they kind of teased, okay, we're getting back together. Like, we made it up. They did a little promo. Yeah. You know, over the holidays, we, we, we took care of it. We're going to face the Quebecers at the Royal Rumble, win the WWF tag titles. Like, okay, great. Makes sense. Owen, Owen and yeah. Brett tag titles. Then they have the famous line, where they after post match they lose to the Quebecers because Brett's leg is so beat up and he's trying to put the sharpshooter on one of the Quebecers and he can't he's, he passes out because his leg's too big or too big too hurt <laughs> it probably blew up so it was too big yeah and then Brett ends well, up the match is called yes and then of the injury. Brett's trying to stand up at the arm and Owen kicks Brett in the leg and post interview he's like that's why I kicked you out of your your leg from out of your leg yeah. Uh, Bret Hart ends up winning the Royal Rumble that night to go on to face to win the championship at WrestleMania. Then they have their feud where Bret Hart and Owen Hart have an amazing match mm-hmm. WrestleMania 10. I'm sure everyone's seen it before, but it's worth going back to watch again. I'm sure you saw it before. Did you go back and watch it for this show? I didn't watch that one I, because I've probably seen it a couple times, sure. but I wanted to go back and watch the uh, Steel Cage match. But in my opinion, the WrestleMania match is a lot better because I would say 60% of the Steel Cage is just fighting to get the to other get person out. back into the cage. Right. Where the other one was a lot more technical and just, I don't know, just the maneuvers and all that kind of stuff, which I, was great. I was shocked that Owen won that match when yeah. I was watching as a kid. I was like, wait, no, no, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the way he won, too, was like, oh, my God, he won. 
And like everyone's like, yeah. wait, what? That must have been a mistake type of thing. Right. Cause and it's kind of like the same way that Bret Hart beat Roddy Piper, like all the different things where you kind of trap somebody in. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that, that's not a finish, but it is the finish of the match. Yeah, it wasn't a finisher. It wasn't a. It came. Out, it was a. It was a. Vic, Brett won for a victory roll, yeah. and Owen reversed him in, right. in the one, two, three. And I loved post match. I hate. I, I hated watching it as a kid because it grossed me out. Mm-hmm. Owen's got this big goober booger on the side of his mouth. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm it's like the, the best. Flim, whatever. Yeah, it was so gross. Give him the interview, and then post WrestleMania ten. Brett wins the championship in the main event versus. You would Rick think Rizzuna. after all these years, they would figure uh, figure out a way to. Uh, Kind of delete that part. You think so? <laughs> or CGI it out? No, no way. <laughs> They're going to keep it original. Uh, Post match when Brett wins won the title at WrestleMania ten, all the wrestlers are congratulating him. Mm-hmm. Owen comes to the center of the aisles, like staring him down. Oh, jealous like, bastard. Ooh, foreshadowing. There we go right. to the future. And they pretty much feud from that moment through ninety four. Uh, pretty much all the way through ninety four. Yeah, right after ninety five, I think the Royal Rumble then. Yeah, that was kind of it, you know, because Brett ends up winning the title back at, when do they, so through the Royal Rumble, so 94, it starts off, we WrestleMania, then they have their big match at SummerSlam 94. Mm-hmm. So you went back and watched that one, that steel cage match. Yeah. What did you think of that rewatching? I thought it's really, really good. That's I thought nice. it was really good. I like how, well, I don't know, just, they're just both really good at selling, um, performing the moves and just they when they're quick they're quick when they mm-hmm. try to scramble out the other one's right behind him to yeah. grab his foot pull him back in then they move really slow and all that kind of stuff just everything was just really cool i, I liked it yeah the very end is awesome too because they're both like a f- couple feet from the floor yeah and then owen gets his leg caught brett jumps down gets the win yeah that was in chicago at the united center and the new I, united center yeah that kept saying well that was the first event ever at the united mm-hmm. center yeah uh the Bruce Pritchard podcast, the Something to Wrestle show. I think they did an episode on this. I don't know. I kind of, I pretty much listen to that show in clips because there's a lot of like, I don't know, inside joke stuff they're not really a part of where they talk about like Miller Time and Oh, you know, and like I don't get like all their jokes they're talking about with Conrad and Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, I mean I've been listening for a while. They said if you go back and listen to the '97 Royal Rumble, that you'll catch on to some of the jokes. So I'm listening to the middle of that, but Conrad is such a dick in that one because it's like earlier on, uh-huh. and he's just like being an asshole to Bruce <laughs> like half the time. Yeah, I don't – anyway, I mean, their show's very, very popular and successful, and yeah. I like a lot of the insight they have. I wish they would have a better, like, audio connection sometimes, though, too. It sometimes sounds like Bruce is talking out of a tin can. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good show. It's uh, They're getting longer, too. I remember when they first started, it was like an hour, now they're like three again, so there's a lot to cover. Yeah. There was an Undertaker one where they did maybe 20% Undertaker, and the rest of it was just everything that happened around that time. Yeah. <laughs> that was like four hours. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, it's just cool to know, like, behind the curtain. Yeah. And um, anyway, back to my original point before we went down that Bruce Pritchard rabbit hole. <laughs> on that show, this match went about like 30 minutes, and it went way long. Mm-hmm. And so the Undertaker Undertaker main event was cut to like eight minutes. And I guess Undertaker was pissed about it, but Brett versus Owen should have been the main event of that show. It was, it was for the title. Yeah. You know, not Undertaker versus fake Undertaker. I don't, I don't get That doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Uh, then they have a few more matches. Throughout throughout ninety four, um, a couple on Raw, a couple on the Action Zone. Uh, they have a handful of matches. Actually, there's one match. It's on YouTube, pretty famously. Owen wins the title, but then it's reversed because of the ref comes back in. So you, yeah, so you see they, Owen uh, raising up his his arms in, in triumph that he won the title. Uh, actually, I skipped something. I'm sorry. With with speak specifically Owen Hart, he won the King of the Ring in ninety four 
which helped catapult him towards the title match at SummerSlam. So the King of the Ring was in June that year. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have a couple King of the Ring 94 matches you rewatched or wanted to talk about, too, you said, right? Well, I just watched just his matches. Yeah, his, yeah, sure. <laughs> so the one against Tataka I thought was pretty good because I think around that time Tataka had just gotten beat by Michaels earlier that year, but he was kind of undefeated, so he was yeah. kind of on the rise. Um, I thought that was a pretty good match. The best one I thought could have gone longer was the one against One Two Three Kid. Yeah, that was like four minutes, but it, they never stopped moving. It was right. nuts. It was awesome. It was a great match. And the one with Razor, I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I forget the commentator. I don't know if he was a football player he or was. whatever, but he was kind of annoying. But yeah, he didn't know anything. He was like a Baltimore Ravens guy. And like near the end, Art Grilla Donovan. Mon- yeah, Art Donovan. Like? Yeah. And near the end, Grilla Monsoon and Randy Savage just ignore him. Right. Like he asks a question, they just ignore him completely. It's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. It's like, oh, is that move legal? Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved, after Owen won, the King of the Ring, mm-hmm. he has his coronation. And, like, it's so cheesy, like, the costume they put on him. It's purple and big WWF scepter and all that. Yeah. And he goes Todd Pett and go, get on your knees, Pett and yell. And he makes Todd go on his knees. And Todd's, <laughs> Todd's like, what the hell do you want me to do? I think he, like, almost bends one knee and doesn't know what to do. Because uh-huh. he's got to get held the mic to Owen's face. <laughs> yeah, go back, guys. I know it's pretty famous now that Owen Hart, the king of hearts. And mm-hmm. you think about this stuff, but I don't know how many people actually go back and watch it. Go back and watch some of that stuff because it's hilarious Seeing Owen Hart, and especially now, after hearing all the stories about him, how he always tried to make other guys laugh in the ring mm-hmm. and break, yeah. and we we see that. You, I look for that now when I watch his matches, and I yeah. think he was trying to make Pettengill laugh, and Pettengill is kind of looking down when he's talking to get in his knees. I think it was hilarious. At the end of the match, well, he's still in the match, so he hasn't gotten out of the ring yet. He knows the anvil helped him out. Yeah. He, he kind of climbs halfway up the middle of the ropes. He's like, I did it. I won it all on my own. I did it. It's <laughs> like, Brett, I did it. <laughs> what? But you can just tell he's being totally goofy and just trying to, yep. I don't know, just be an ass. <laughs> yeah. In... Uh, Speaking of him being funny and making guys break, in the Owen Hart Heart of Gold documentary. Mm, which it's I not, got a chance to watch. It's not on the network, guys, and I think that's a lot to do with his wife not wanting to be associated with anything wrestling at all anymore. And uh, it's a really good documentary, and it's really funny. I wish it was longer. Mm-hmm. It's only about an hour. But they've got little segments in between the stories called Owen stories, where they tell things where Owen pulled pranks on people or, or whatever. Yeah. And... One of the pranks they talk about a little bit, but in Bret Hart's Hall of Fame speech, he talks about him in more detail. So there's there's a couple. There's there's the famous one I think everyone knows where uh, he Owen gets his dad all riled up that Reg Park's on the phone. Yeah. And and I was only going to play one, but Bret tells three stories in a row at the Hall of Fame. So I'm just going to play him here. I'm going to play the three stories, and then we'll go back and talk about him a little bit. I can remember being on the road, and I'd uh, I get a call from somebody telling me that uh, the hotel was, or that somebody delivery service, or somebody was giving me a free pizza. You know, I think I've already eaten, and they, you know, they'd sell me on the, it's free, and they're bringing it up, and it's on the house, and I'm like, okay, you know. So, and then uh, next thing you know, I'd be arguing with the guy about uh, he's gonna, he would want me to pick my toppings, you know, what kind of toppings I wanted. And I was like, okay, so I'd start going through the toppings, and then he'd start pushing more toppings on you. And finally you're going, uh, and then he'd, then he'd tell you after that he's going to charge you for the toppings. <laughs> and you'd go through this, this charade all the time, and uh, anyway, that was Owen, you know. 
He was. Uh, I remember um, um, <clears throat> we were checking into a hotel in uh, Dayton, Ohio, and all the wrestlers were were walking in, and uh, Jim Duggan was there with his his wife, and he'd gone already been to his room, and uh, we're all standing around the front desk signing in, and uh, Jim Duggan phoned down, and he asked the guy at the front desk, he goes, uh, "Where's the gym?" And the guy goes, he's talking on the phone, he puts his hand over, he goes, does anyone know where the gym is? And Owen goes, you know, give it to me. <laughs> so he hands the phone over to Owen, and Owen gets on the phone, and of course Jim Hacksaw just thinks it's somebody at the front desk. And uh, anyway, Owen tells uh, Hacksaw that, you know, why don't you look it up yourself, you lazy bastard. And, <laughs> you wrestlers, so lazy, just look it up. And, so Hacksaw got all kind of worked up with him, and uh, you know, and then Owen's telling him, if you want to do something about it, uh, come down here and I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and Hacksaw couldn't believe it. So then Hacksaw, he, uh, you know, he's getting dressed and coming down to the lobby to straighten out this front desk guy. And I remember Owen just hands the phone back to him, and <laughs> the guy says, uh, don't do this to me. He goes, don't worry, just tell him it's me, Jim Powers. I just know Hacksaw came down and, uh, you know, the guy goes, hey, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it was uh, Jim Powers. And I remember that night in the dress room, uh, Hacksaw came up to Jim Powers and, <laughs> and that was funny anyway. My uh, favorite story about my uh, brother Owen relates back to my my father and I remember it I think it was WrestleMania 4 in Atlantic City I brought my dad down and uh, he was just so happy to be there you've seen all the old vet, you know all the guys that he so many of the old timers that he remembered and he was just in such a great mood and uh, he was rooming with me and uh, I remember I got up in the morning and I my, my dad was just kind of getting up and the, the phone rang and I answered it and uh, uh, talking, it's like it's Reg Park, you know, on the phone, and it's like, and it was Owen, you know, I, I didn't know it was Owen, but uh, he said it was Reg Park, and he wanted to say hi to my dad, so I hand the phone over to my dad, I go, it's, it's Reg Park, and so my dad, Reg is a, was a really nice, easygoing kind of guy, and I think he was a bodybuilder, and anyway, so Owen, get, uh, my dad gets on the phone, and uh, Next thing you know, I, I'm just watching my dad, and he's starting to pace around the room, and he's got the phone, and he's he's in his nightshirt. He didn't, you know, he's still all just waking up, and I remember he's uh, he's getting all worked up, and I guess Owen was on the phone, you know, telling him that uh, my dad didn't have the balls to, you know, ever mess with him, you know, that if you, you know, he kept pushing my dad's buttons, and uh, you know, I remember as I'm I was there with my uh, oldest daughter Jade, who's here tonight. And um, I remember my dad going, uh, Ridge, if you'd wanted to try me, why didn't you try me? You know? <laughs> and uh, I remember he got so worked up. I mean, he was like red and pacing around, and the veins were coming out of his forehead and all that. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, I just saw him. He just slammed the phone down, sat down. And he looked at me, he goes, I bastard Owen, he got me. You know? <laughs>
So, so that first story, or I guess my not my not the first, but my favorite story of the three, was where they were checking the hotel, like I talked about, and Owen had hacksaw Jim Duncan called the front desk, asking where the gym was, and the front desk, and even yeah. where the gym is, and Owen grabs the phone, <laughs> it starts rallying them all up, yeah. gets Duggan all pissed off to come down here and fight him, because <laughs> I'm picturing this in my head, Duggan getting oh, dressed and all that, yeah. goes down to the front desk, and Owen Hart tells the the guy. Oh, don't worry. Just tell him it was me, Jim Powers. <laughs> <laughs> so then the Hacksaw's looking for Jim Powers later. <laughs> in the locker room, yeah. So great storytelling. And the Reg Park story about Hart told. Yeah. And I love the free pizza toppings, you know, because I, yeah. I could see that'd be something me and my friends Those stories do. are better told on the on the uh, Heart of Gold, though. I like those. Yeah, yeah, they're good. And uh, I think Triple H tells a story in the Heart of Gold DVD where he's like, you know, it's 2 in the morning and I'm in England and he's got a fake axe. He's like, oh, what do you want your eggs? Like, I didn't order eggs. No, no, you did, you did. He's like, so you hang up and he calls back, oh, we got disconnected and just messes with him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fine, give me the poached eggs. He's like, okay, what about your toast? Like, just messes with people because right, he was bored. Going on and, on. and then also, this wasn't talked about in uh, the do- the Bret Hart's Hall of Flame speech, but a little bit in the documentary and I had noticed it too. So when the Hart Foundation reformed in 97, when Bret Hart got Bulldog and Owen stopped fighting each other, mm-hmm. this was the Raw, I think after WrestleMania 13, he comes out and, you know, gets Bret Owen to go, Owen, you know, I love you. And Owen's got this, like, face where he's crying and just staring at Bret. He's trying to make Bret laugh so hard. And then there's one point where they all hug, uh-huh. and then it's Owen, Davy Boy Smith, and Bret. And Owen starts rubbing their heads, and you right. could see just for a second Brett crack a smile and just bury his head back in there, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. I thought Owen did an amazing job, not because he's an uh, you know an Oscar winner, yeah, or, or maybe a Slammy winner for acting. We'll talk about the Slammys in a minute. Just the way he's like making his his lip is quivering, uh-huh. and he's he's doing like a fake crying, and he's like I don't know, he just looks so emotional. <laughs> yeah, he's he's hilarious, and I like on the documentary too. I don't know where this is from. It's like Owen's sitting at like a restaurant just talking about how great he is to the camera. Yeah. And this one girl comes up to him for an autograph. She's got a Bret Hart shirt on. I think that was on like All American Wrestling. Maybe. Type of, yeah, I never saw I never saw it. And uh, this girl comes up to him for an autograph and he signs a picture. He's like, you see, everybody loves Owen. No one likes Bret. And she's standing right next to him with a giant Bret Hart yeah. shirt on it. That was just <laughs> hilarious. Uh those King of the Ring matches, go back and watch them. Yeah. And go back and watch a bunch of his matches. Uh, we'll talk about a few more matches. What other ones did you watch for Owen Hart matches? The one that I really liked, I was looking for, was the when the Hart Foundation got back together. But I guess leading up to that, I wanted to see the uh, the first European Championship match, with- which was uh, on Raw in Berlin. Right. Between him and Bulldog. Mm-hmm. And it was just such an incredible match. I didn't realize... I mean, I guess I go back, I can see this stuff, but Bulldog was really quick, and I didn't know he was very athletic, so mm-hmm. I liked the match between the two of them. And they were pretty much, you know, pretty sportsmen between the two of them. Like, if one went out of the ring, Bulldog would hold the rope to let Owen back in. Other way around, it got kind of heated towards the end, but I thought that match was really good where Bulldog won. Mm-hmm. I think it's also with a reverse victory roll. Yeah. So I, I really like that match. I'd put that up there with him and... Uh, or Owen and Brett, mm-hmm. as far as just quality of the match. Yeah, it snuck under the radar a little bit, because we think of his matches with Brett being so good. Mm-hmm. Another one was his In Your House match versus Shawn Michaels' In Your House 6, and this is the one right before WrestleMania 12. 
And the storyline with this was Owen kicked Sean in the back of the head, gave him a concussion. He might have had to retire. So Sean put up his WrestleMania match in the main event versus Owen. He ends up beating him. It was also a really good match. Mm-hmm. And they go, they're fast and back and forth and crazy. And another thing that I noticed watching Owen Hart matches is how athletic he was. Yeah. I don't know why I don't remember him being so, like, I don't either. In, in the was... ring. I don't know why I don't remember it. No, but on that uh, Heart of Gold, they were they were showing stuff from Stampede Wrestling. Yeah. Okay, he's I obviously he's way better, and they mm-hmm. put some handcuffs on him in WWE. Yeah, but he's doing a lot of some of the moves that I saw him doing Stampede. He's also kind of doing every now and then in WWE, like where he grabs a guy's hands, jumps on the top rope, bounces off of his back of his thighs, flips over, then does like a hip toss. I'm like, you know, that's yeah, pretty innovative. He's doing hashtag then. flippy shit back right. in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> And just everything like kind of looks good, and I think he does a little bit more of that when he's wrestling um, Bulldog mm-hmm. and uh, and Brett. But yeah, I mean, a lot of those matches are really good. My favorite move he did was something that I couldn't believe it when I saw it happen. Mm-hmm. And and this was in Stampede, by the way. And this goes Probably back the same one I'm thinking of. Yeah, so this goes back to I'm going to back up a little bit. So T.J. Wilson, Tyson Kidd, was on Talk Is Jericho last year sometime. And he was talking about how, you know, Chris Jericho, well, you, you, Chris Jericho, who he was talking to, he used to tell me that you would see Owen Hart in Stampede, a guy would go for a back body drop, yeah. Owen would s- jump on the guy's back, stand there, and do a backflip off of his back. And I'm like, there's no way anyone could do that. Yeah. Like, and then I was watching the DVD, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what Chris Jericho yeah. said he did. And then he hit him with a drop kick. Yeah, But insane. it happened so fast. Like, it's so smooth. Like, right. There's this, if you guys haven't seen it, it this is, Stampede Wrestling's not in the network now because Bret Hart owns that footage mm-hmm. and he doesn't really license it out. I think he licenses it out by match. He hasn't sold it to Vince McMahon, which is good. Good for him. Uh, but there's this huge guy. Think of like a huge fat guy, like, like Earthquake. And... Oh, he goes for a back body drop. Owen literally stands on the guy's top of his back, like near his neck, does a backflip off of the guy, mm-hmm. and drop kicks him. There's no springboard. There's nothing. It's right. insane how athletic he was. Yeah. And that, that's what's fun about, you mentioned a few weeks ago, why you part of the reason why you liked it in the show, other than hanging out with me, is... <laughs> getting, well, hanging out with you is number one. The show is number two. Going to go, getting, Watching all this stuff is number three. Getting, yeah, getting to go back and, and watch all this stuff that either you never watched or completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an excuse to go back and watch. I don't need an excuse to go back watching wrestling, but I'm guiding you in ways to look at stuff. You are. You pretty much are. Like, if we didn't do this show, I wouldn't go back and watch this stuff. Right. I would just kind of fast forward through whatever's happening right now. Yeah. Or <laughs> I, you, would, I wouldn't be subscribed to the network at all. Uh-huh. I would... Well, legally stream some stuff every now and then <laughs> if you needed to <laughs> right it's all it's it's been fun watching this owen hart stuff and we oh, were talking sure. we were talking about a little bit on our text earlier how when we were kids or younger we didn't we just thought owen hart sucked because he was a bad guy well we were kids that's what we were conditioned to think by you know vince and wwe <laughs> yeah but you go back he's so good and I wish, and I, I know people talk about why is he in the Hall of Fame, and that's because of, honestly, it's because of his wife not wanting him to be in there. And that's completely her choice. It's mm-hmm. her husband. She, you know, should make that decision. But his stuff is so good, and he was such a good wrestler, and he was so entertaining. I think he gets underlooked because he's not in the, like, he's, WWE's not allowed to promote him. Yeah. They're not allowed to make action figures, not allowed to do more DVD sets, all that stuff. But it, he was awesome to watch, for sure. So this was my reply earlier. <laughs> okay. Um, you had said something about, you know, watch the crowd 
uh, go crazy when he wins the King of the Ring. In 94, yeah. Yeah, and I said, I wasn't I wasn't the biggest Owen fan because I was fooled by kayfabe as a kid teen. But after watching a lot of this stuff, I'm a fan now. If I disliked the character back then, I ignored their athleticism in their work. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, what I can't really think of. But the thing is, I can't think of anyone else who, when I was a kid, I was supposed to hate. Now, as an adult, don't really think about them being good. Like... Like Ric Flair, for example, and he's in WWF in 92. Mm-hmm. I hated him. But going back, like, oh, he was, like, it makes sense in my head that he was good. I didn't have that feelings about Owen until I went back and actually watched the stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. I, he was just so good at his job. He was so obnoxious. Like you said, the, I did it all by myself. <laughs> like, <right>. you know? <laughs> like, you obviously know you didn't do it by yourself. <laughs> and then, speaking of obnoxious, his Slammy Awards. Yeah. Two-time Slammy Award winner. He'd carry those trophies around. And he'd say, you know, you may have two titles, but you don't have two Slammy Awards. <laughs> Every time. Anytime he could say it, he would. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I loved when him and Bulldog were fighting, and Bulldog pushed him, and his Slammy broke, and the crowd oh, was like... Oh, man, that was the worst. Like, they, they were aghast. Well, it's like, look what you did to my Slammy! <laughs> <laughs> I like the picture that I, um, him holding two Slammys, tag team title around his waist, and intercontinental title around his waist. Mm-hmm. It's like the best picture of Owen. <laughs> He's so happy with it, right? Um, what else? What else do I have here for the? Well, another match that I watched last night was uh, okay. from January twenty sixth, ninety eight, when Owen is set to face Triple H for the European Championship. Okay, but Triple H is doing the DX thing. They're all playing jokes and being pranksters and all that kind of stuff. So Triple H sends out Gold Dust with a big nose, big wig, uh-huh. uh, dressed like Triple H. H Dust. H Dust. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sorry, I got <laughs> I got lost in H. No, it's okay. <laughs> Too much of it. But just the match that there, um, you can see Triple H is having a good time in the bag. Like, ah, you fell for it. But it's like, he didn't fall for it. Yeah. The week came off. He had blue hair. You could tell it was gold dust. <laughs> Owen knew it was gold dust. <laughs> and he beats gold dust. And, uh, oh, Luna, she played a good China. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the match. No, I got to watch this. <laughs> so she comes out as China. Um, gold dust comes out as Triple H, does their whole match. Owen ends up winning. At the end of it, Triple H and Shawn Michaels are in the back locker room showing up on the Titan Tron, mm-hmm. laughing at like, oh, I can't believe you fell for it. That wasn't me. And everybody's like, well, yeah, we know it wasn't yeah. you. Uh, so Sergeant Slaughter comes down, and they start calling, oh, the Jun's going to get involved, all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff about Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, DX is a group that, when I was a kid, I'm like, these are the coolest guys ever. Yeah, I felt Looking the same back, way. I'm like, you guys are so lame. It's so <laughs> dumb. But they were cool for, for like, teens. Yeah, for 7th, 8th grade me, I'm like, they're the best, yeah. for sure. So right around this time, um, they've got just like this big thing going with Sergeant Slaughter. They hate him. They make fun of him, all that kind of stuff. Because Sergeant Slaughter is the commissioner of Raw. Yeah. So Sergeant Slaughter says, well, I'm your commissioner. You're going to listen to me. I'm awarding Owen Hart the European Championship because you, I'm going to accept the substitution of, you know, H-Dust mm-hmm. <laughs> as your substitution. I'm going to give him the championship. It's just their reaction is like, no, what are you doing? You can't do that. <laughs> like, they're so overacting. But I just really like that match, too, and the ending and how he became the European champion again. Yeah, another match. What about the uh, Canadian Stampede match? It was good. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Just the reaction. I mean, obviously, they're in Canada. Yeah, so right? for those who don't know, the Canadian Stampede matches, the Hart Foundation of Bret Hart, Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, and Davy Boy Smith, and I think Brian Pillman, mm-hmm. face the team of Steve Austin, Legion Doom, Ahmed Johnson, Ken Shamrock, and Goldust. And it was in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, at the Saddle Dome. And you want to talk about being insanely over? 
with a crowd, that crowd was going nuts for them. And the the announcers, when they, the teams came out, were, came out one by one. And when Bret Hart was going to come out, like it was like a rumbling. But yeah. I think Owen got one of the bigger pops he did. of the night uh, he for, did. for the entrance, for sure. Right. Um, even during the the match itself, when there were like comebacks and stuff like that, Owen mm-hmm. was getting hot. He was getting a lot more cheers and just it was insane. And like, he got the that. pin. Yeah, he pinned Austin for the for the win. He, so of course, question. he cheated too. I have a question about this. So, this was on April sixth, nineteen ninety seven, the Canadian Stampede. March thirty first is when Brett comes down and gets mm-hmm. Owen and Bulldog to kind of come together. Mm-hmm. So how did, in within a week, did they get Neidhart back on the team and Pillman back on the team to even make this match? Are you sure in your house was that day? Canadian uh, Stampede? That's what the internet said. <laughs> Hold on, let me check real quick here. In your house, Canadian Stampede. I mean, you're probably right, and I don't know. Because if that Raw was on a Monday, it might not even be the right date. Because there's a couple of matches I put down earlier that were the wrong dates that I went back and then looked for them and found out they were like a month or two later. So maybe that no, wasn't. No, Canadian Stampede was July 6, 97. Okay, when that date was wrong. Yeah, so that's why. Okay. So there was plenty of time to build it up. <laughs> and I think I knew that wasn't right because <clears throat> they booked this in, um, in a, what the hell's the word? Concurrence, coordination with the Saddle Dome and with the Saddle Days Festival in Calgary. Okay. So they they made them together. So I knew it was like a summer thing. So yeah, that that, that explains your uh, mystery. Yeah. The wrong date. Well, there was another one I had. I had down on the internet that it said something about uh, November, but it turned out it was January, like the next year. <laughs> internet can't trust it. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was cool about this match goes back to the Owen Hart. The Owen Hart uh, documentary, where they're talk- TJ's talking about, TJ Tyson Kidd, talking about being there for it, and they go back and see it, because after the match ends, mm-hmm. the entire Hart clan comes in the ring. Kids, you know, family members, kids of kids, all that stuff. And you see Tyson Kidd on the rope, like, sitting there. He's got an Owen Hart shirt on. Yeah. And he's talking to the documentary, he gets kind of choked up, and he's like, you know, I had the Owen Hart shirt on that day, which I got that day, He's like, which was pretty cool, you know, and, like, he gets kind of choked. I'm like, oh, that's a little sad. Yeah. And then Natalia's like, that was the last time our whole family was together. I'm like, oh, my God, you're right, because that, you know, November, Brett gets screwed. And if you want a, some history on how that screw job not only affected Brett and Owen's relationship and everyone's. You got Bulldog and Anvil. They, but they the entire Hart Foundation clan, like, the entire Hart family were split. Mm-hmm. Some were signing with Vince because they always wanted to have a job in their back pocket and be taken care of. It's just insane. Go listen to the Laps fans' eight-part thing about it where they, to, for the history on that, where they get stuff from all sides and books, and the research they do is insane. But that that's true. You know, it's the last time they're all together, and they're all so happy, and Stu's in the ring, lifting his fist up, hey, what's going on here? Right. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> where's my soup? <laughs> where's my soup? Um it's in, in addition to all that emotion, all that stuff involved with the match. Pretty hot match from the start. I loved how it started with five on five, them facing off in the center of the ring, mm-hmm. and it's focused on Austin and Brett because they're the rivals. But then as soon as they start punching, everyone goes nuts, back and forth, and back right. and forth. And it's only a, I think a four or five match card because it was part of a two. It was a pay per view, but it's it's a great match. Definitely go check. How long? And it's a long match too. It's about forty something minutes. Let me check here. Yeah, uh, no. 
That isn't. It's only a half an hour. I thought it was longer than that. Probably Maybe with the, the introduction. Yeah, I'm sure with because each one gets their own intro, so I'm yeah. sure that's why. So when I was watching on network, I fast forward every you know five ten minutes. So I found it was right around you know forty minutes left, thirty five, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it is a four match card with one show on the free for all. Yeah. For a As I was watching it, I first thought because I was kind of half watching it and doing something else, and then I thought it was like an elimination thing because Owen. Hurts his knee, or Stone Cold hurts Owen's knee, like slams it against the uh, ring post, all that kind of stuff, and then Owen was gone. I'm like, and then they're saying how it's five on four. I'm like, wait, is this like a Survivor Series type thing? Mm-hmm. And then a couple minutes later, Brett beats up uh, uh, Stone Cold, bashes his knee, and all that kind of stuff, the fire extinguisher and the ring post, and then Stone Cold's gone, and then Owen comes back, like right at the end of the match, huge pop. Yeah. So People it, it was not an elimination. It was just they went to the back for some reason because they hurt their knee. <laughs> People loved Owen. Yeah. And fast forward, you know, the Hart Foundation has their run through 97. Brett gets screwed in Montreal, and Owen is left to stay. And Brett's talked about this in his book, and other people have, that he was trying to get Owen to leave, to come to WCW with him, get out of his contract. Vince would let him go. Ended up re-signing him to a pretty big deal to stay. And Brett Owen's gone for the whole month, basically, uh, after mm-hmm. Montreal. Not on TV, nothing. And then at the In Your House pay-per-view... It's almost like you almost forget about him. Yeah, because everyone was gone. Yeah. Actually, no, the Anvil, Nightheart was out, but then he got his release for, to go to WCW, but before he left, they sure to embarrass him because they had a thing where Nightheart was going to join DX. They turned on him at the end of Raw and spray-painted WCW on his back oh, and threw man. him in a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> Poor so Jim. Any, so anyhow, he got paid in WCW. I'm sure he was fine with it. <laughs> so anyway... Owen comes back at the end of In Your House, Degeneration X versus Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. versus Ken Shamrock, and he kind of comes out of nowhere, beats up Michaels, and is really like beating the hell out of him, and it takes a second for the crowd to realize who it is. Then they're like, oh my God, it's Owen Hart, and the crowd goes nuts. Yeah. And he has a, a little feud with Michaels and Triple H through 97, 98, and nothing ever really comes of it. It's where he's the black card. He doesn't really get a win. He gets loses to Triple H, and like... I think it's they missed an opportunity with Owen to really push him to being a, a top babyface guy yeah. with that. Um, there was a shirt that I saw. Down. I wrote it down, but I guess I didn't save it. it. It had something to do because he was the last heart. It said something about I'm the last one, and one was crossed out, mm-hmm. the last Owen, Owen yeah. or whatever it was. But I thought that shirt was kind of cool. Yeah, maybe you can find it somewhere on eBay. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of missed the opportunity. I'm not saying making the WWF champion because at the time – this is leading up to Austin getting the belt, and he's going to be the guy. You know, makes sense. But that was the. It kind of, I think they missed the boat a little bit. At least having him beat Triple H. Mm-hmm. But they had to keep Triple H strong because he ended up taking over DX. Just bad circumstances all around. Yeah. Then Owen Hart ends up unexplicably joining the Nation of Domination. <laughs> well, up until that point, like you said, he was working with uh, Shamrock, so they were kind of a team. Yeah, you know, going around Raws, and I mean, I guess they were kind of buddies. And with was that other guy Blackman, Steve, Steve Blackman. Blackman? Yeah, so they were all kind of friends. But I liked the I, I watched the tag team match <laughs> on Raw. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this one with was, Shamrock and yeah, Owen Hart. Owen, yeah, so April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight, Monday Night Raw. Owen and Shamrock come out. So Owen's supposed to start the match against The Rock, and they're going back and forth verbally, and The Rock's like, no, 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 I don't want you, Owen. Get out. You know, I want him. And then they're just kind of pantomiming, oh, you want him? You want yeah. him? And going back and forth. So it's like five minutes of just standing around, like, yelling at each other. So Owen finally steps back, tags uh, Shamrock in. 
They go to do like a double high five. Owen's like, "Yeah, you got this, buddy." Uh-huh. You know, he holds his hands, kicks him in the nuts, <laughs> and then the Rock, the Nation, or the uh, Mark Henry, uh, Godfather, oh, and everybody's just jumping and beat the shit out of Blackman. Yeah, and, uh, Shamrock Blackman comes down, they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and then it was he, a good turn. <laughs> yeah, and then they feuded with the DX a little bit. Back to Owen Hart's feud with Triple H, yeah. and Owen Hart was wearing those crossing guard tights that they called it, which mm-hmm. was kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, then he ended up going into a program with Jeff Jarrett, where him and Jarrett were a tag team. And then it was a thing where Owen was always trying to cover up Deborah, I think. Or yeah, because Deborah was always getting stripped. Yeah, exactly. Trying to cover her up. And then he ends up getting turned back to the Blue Blazer, and that ends up leading to his ultimate unfortunate, untimely death. It's kind which, of ironic, huh? Yeah, full circle, right? But he, uh, you know, that that unfortunately happened, and it was an accident that happened, and there's a lot of background, and if you guys want to do research on it, go ahead. There's plenty of information to find. Uh, Owen's heart, Owen Hart's wife, Martha, wrote a book on it and about the lawsuit and how they ultimately won that lawsuit for negligence for the WWE and all that stuff, but... Uh, he had such a good career and there's a few things I wish they would have done with him. I wish that SummerSlam 94 match that Owen would have won the title mm-hmm. and Brett could have chased him throughout the year to get it back. I think that would have been good, but you know, they went how they went and, and I guess it made sense with how they wanted to do it. Right. But because eventually they got the title on diesel cause he was getting hot and he was getting a, a crowd reaction, but I kind of wish that they had that. I kind of mm-hmm. wish that Owen Hart, got a title run but he's still intercontinental champ european champ tag champ slabby winner right king of the ring winner he had a lot of going and everything but the world yeah had a lot going on for him the what other thing do i have here the slammy one we talked about uh what about brett owen hart versus mr perfect as the blue blazer from wrestlemania 5 i rewatched that match and it's kind of fun it's nothing special but no, for me, I it's thought, a novelty. I thought it was cool because when I think of Mr. Perfect, I think of all the good matches he's had, especially with <clears> Bret Hart. Yeah. So then kind of seeing this, knowing who everybody is now, uh, Mr. Perfect is still kind of new. I guess his new Olympic-type ring attire yeah, is that... new for this WrestleMania because yeah. maybe he wrestled just in trunks. Right. So now he's gonna kind of got something going for him. You know, he's got these neon Olympic type of... Yeah, singlet. Singlet. A wrestling singlet, yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, so I know Mr. Perfect. Now that I know the, uh, the hell's his name? I was going to call him Blue Angel. Blue, Blue Blazer. Because he was Blue Angel for a couple weeks, wasn't he? Maybe. <laughs> so uh, Blue Blazer comes out, and it's just like, I don't know, I just like the technicality, uh, the physicality between the two of uh-huh. them. Just everything is kind of smooth, and I'm like, this is a pretty good match. Yeah. It went nowhere. I don't think it really meant anything for WrestleMania matches back then. They were just kind of matches put together. I don't remember a lot of build-ups with stuff like this. Like the undercard. But, yeah, but like you, once I found out that Owen was the Blue Blazer, I went back and rented that tape like yeah. next day. I'm like, oh, I got to see this. You know? Right, yeah. But it was it was good. I liked the match. Mm-hmm. I thought the finish was kind of weak, but, I mean, who are you going to give it to? The guy in the mask <laughs> or the guy you're trying to push in the knee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give it to Mr. Perfect. Right. You know? It was good for him. He ended up leaving. You know, we talked about the documentary. He leaves pretty much after that and comes back and gets a little bit of a push with the new foundation yep. and has a singles run. I always liked the team of him and Nightheart, you know, whether it was the uh, the new foundation or even afterwards, like mm-hmm. after they were screwing Brett and he helped him. Yeah, and, that's and right. Nightheart, he did come back to help him win the King of the Ring. Yeah, helped him with that. Just like the team of them two together, I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You got any other Owen Hart stuff? Uh, that's it. 
Yeah, that was pretty much it for me. And you got the Owen is Raw, like that special episode. But yeah, let's stop. That's a little depressing. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's no, we can talk about how they wrapped it up. I yeah. didn't watch it. I just... Yeah, it's, it's little, tough like, because... my you, last footnote. You, like, they had all the guys do, you know, tributes to him and everything, and it's tough to watch because they're generally, genuinely upset mm-hmm. about it because everyone... Because Owen Hart was just such a great guy, according to everybody, and, you know, the stories they tell... About him, like with his pranks, just like are hilarious. I hope someday someone just writes a book, like the Owen Pranks book or whatever. Right. Uh, and they also had the thing where, in the documentary, they talked about how Owen, when he got to towns, would have like fans drive him around to save rental oh, car. Oh yeah. Like Scott Hell tells the story. He's like, you know, we pulled in the town. Like, hey, Owen, you want me to get the rental car? You get the rental car. And I was like, oh, no, I, I I know someone in town. Yeah. And Razor's like, okay, cool, you know. Could I come? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. He's like, so it turns out it's a couple of fans that yeah. Owen has drive them around. And that's kind of similar to how they do sponsorships in Japan. Yeah. Like you get the fans to pay for your meals and pay for your drinks and pay for where you're, uh-huh. you, know, you stay with them. Yeah, he you stayed know, with people. the fans. Like he's, it's their house. He stayed at people's houses. And I forgot who said in the documentary. I think it was Brett. Where, no, it might have been um, Jim Ross, where he was like, you know, okay, when you're staying in this, this person's house, you don't know him that well. What happens if you wake up mm-hmm. and the family's got a semicircle around you staring at you sleeping? Yeah. You that, was, that was Brad. He's like, you know what? He's like, I'm just going to get my own place. <laughs> I'm just going to get a hotel. <laughs> so uh, good for Owen. You find out what a good family man he was. He just wanted to save mm-hmm. all his money. And they called him uh, uh, Carry On Owen or the Carry On King because he never checked a bag. He never wanted to wait for luggage. He wanted to get home and not miss flights. And, yeah. No, that stuff and kind of sounds like me. I don't like checking checking bags. No, nobody does. No one checks bags. You can call you Carry On King Eric. I guess so. I got to travel more though. <laughs> you just drive. Well, we're gonna have to travel to all in in uh, Hoffman Estates. Maybe. Oh yeah, let's fly there. <laughs> <laughs> right by O'Hare Airport. Well, kind mm-hmm. of. It's even further from O'Hare. It's further northwest. Oh. Too far, right? Too, Too far. far. Come on, guys. Should have been the UIC Pavilion, right Should downtown. Right, right downtown. There. Yep. Anyway, that's going to wrap up a lot of Owen talk for this week. There's more, obviously, but this is just a, a general overview of us and some of our favorite Owen matches and moments. And it was fun to go back on a guy that we didn't know a lot, we knew about. You know, he grew. He was just a guy that was always there, mm-hmm. growing up with us in matches, but never really took a deep dive into some of his stuff. So it was fun to go back and watch it. I highly recommend you guys pick up the Owen Hart of Cold DVD. It's only I think ten bucks at Best Buy, or you can try to find it online. It's not in the network, unfortunately, but it is pretty pretty available for you guys to buy. When I was watching the 94 King of the Ring, the Owen Hart winning the King of the Ring wasn't the main event. The main event was Jerry Lawler versus Roddy Piper. Yeah. And, like, I kept it on and kept watching it. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, this is terrible. But I watched it. And that match has such a reputation of being so terrible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad. And I completely forgot about this storyline. So Jerry Lawler... For some reason, was ripping on Piper. I don't know why he made fun of him. I think to get this match set up. But on the King's Court episode of Raw, he had a kid come out as Roddy Piper, but he was like this skinny kid mm-hmm. who did a good Piper impression. And Lawler like beat the hell out of him. And then Piper brings the kid out for the match. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> There's one point in the match where Jerry Lawler is beating up the kid again. Mm-hmm. So Piper like lays on top of the kid, like, no, hit me instead. Also, Piper's jacked in this match. This oh, is probably yeah. the most ripped he's ever been. Yeah. And uh, Art Donovan, this is another Art Donovan thing where uh, Monsoon and Savage are talking before the match. And this is right before the Piper 
King Lawler match, it's after Owen wins and, you know, Nightheart cheated to help him win. Nart Diamond's like, did you guys ever do that when you wrestled? And then so silence. And then Savage goes to Monsoon. Anyway, you got the next matchup coming here. <laughs> Completely ignores Art Donovan. It's so funny, like, to watch that. This is yeah. when Vince is, you know, under investigation, might be going to jail again and all that stuff. It's just, anyway, for someone that loves bad wrestling, I was like, man, this is horrible. Why am I watching it? But I couldn't turn it off. Right. Piper ends up winning the match, and it's it's just ridiculous. It was just a one-off that, that had no reason to happen, definitely no reason to be the main event. Other yeah. than they want to send that fans home happy with a good guy winning, but my goodness, that's the only thing that makes sense. Also, interesting tidbit: this is like something that kind of was like, "Huh, this show is the Coliseum video version of the show on the network." Like when the show first starts, they're like, "Baltimore was the place," and they like do a Coliseum video exclusives and all that stuff. So it was actually Coliseum videos tapes. I don't know if they lost the original broadcast or what. But that's what's on the network is the Coliseum well, video. Nice. Version, Get some extra footage in there. Yeah, that's nice. I like it. Did you do any of the digging into the Coliseum video archives? I haven't. And the network yet? No. It's 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 good background stuff. So if you're at like the gym and want to like watch something like, on the <laughs> treadmill or something, <laughs> that's so how I watched the King of the Ring. I was on the treadmill. Yeah, it's it's something like watching the background. It's kind of cool. Because I would ride, I think whatever match was first, um, him and Tatanka. So I watched that, and then I kind of fast forward a little bit because I do about thirty minutes as as I end my workout on the treadmill, and it took about that time mm-hmm. to watch all three matches. For the King of the Ring, yeah, yeah. for sure. That's all I have uh, for this week, pretty much. There's nothing else really crazy newsworthy to talk about uh, going on, as far as I can tell. We talked about the All In show, and, you know, we've got Raw last night about Mania build and the SmackDown Mania build. The Raw thing was so weird at the end. Did you see the Heyman promo at the end? or just? I didn't watch any of it. So, like, Heyman comes out to, like, cut a promo. I heard it cut off. No, it was just weird. Be- well, it got cut off for people that were on Hulu, I guess, for some oh, okay. reason. But I'm like Hulu Live. But I watch. I'm USA was fine. But Ro- like Heyman was talking something about like what would happen, Roman, if you're the champion and your father dies, you have to go to his funeral. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Who's his father? I don't know. <laughs> like one of the one of the wild Samoans, I think. Yeah. I was just so confused what the hell was going on, and then Roman came out. And it's like, your boy's a bitch. Like, ooh, Roman's a bad. You call him a bitch. Like, I'm a little more, uh, I guess, aware of swearing now when I watch wrestling because I have a kid. Mm-hmm. And she's two. She probably shouldn't be watching wrestling anyway, but she likes it. Like, I'll watch the old stuff in the network sometimes. So like, oh, this guy's bleeding. I'm going to turn this off type of thing. So I kind of get now yeah. why WWE went the way they did. And especially because my daughter dropped her first f bomb while singing along to a song accidentally. Uh, <laughs> accidentally, that's the, that's well, the lyric in the song. It is, yeah. It was a Green Day song called "Young Blood," and the line goes, "Fuck you, I'm from Oakland." So uh-huh. she's I'm, and like it was coming up like, "Oh, please don't say fuck you, I'm from Oakland." I'm like, "Oh no, we can't play these songs around you anymore." <laughs> like no more uh, songs. I, I first got the intuition that she was picking up words with the Taylor Swift song, "Look What You Made Me Do." Because the part where it goes, Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. And she said that. I'm like, you're two. You shouldn't be saying dead. <laughs> Scary stuff, man. <laughs> so all you guys complaining about PG out there, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Have some kids. Yeah. <laughs> or be like me, don't have kids, and, and appreciate the fact that it's PG for other people. <laughs> yeah. You're okay with it. You're in your wrestling lull now. We're going to get Eric out of it. Come on, WWE. Get him out of there. Yeah, get me out of it. He's got a wife. I mean, gotta... I really always look forward to SmackDown, but even that's starting to stink a little bit. <laughs> yeah, SmackDown's uh, interesting because they're, they're just like in a placeholder thing. Yeah. Uh, someone on Twitter put an awesome troll post, and it was like, 
According to Dave Meltzer, Baron Corbin is scheduled to win the six-pack challenge match and go on to face Ginger Mahal, who will beat AJ, or Shinsuke Nakamura. People were like, no way, that's bullshit. Blah, blah. Like, this guy yeah. clearly just made that up as a joke. People were furious. Right. It was great. I loved it. Uh, what do you... I think one of the things I'm not upset about SmackDown is how they put the text graphics on there to make it more... You like that? I don't like it, but I don't hate it. You know, the only like, thing it's I'm annoying. fine with it, but when I see it's like, oh, that's stupid. It's that's o- the, I'm like, come on. It's only stupid when they do like the selfie-style promo like backstage. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I'm okay with it. Like when Nakamura comes across and like he does his pose and it says like rock star. Like that's fine. Like, yeah. It's just a graphic, you know. It's like DX did that with flashing all. That's fine. Just the back because it says what they're going to say, like closed captioning before they say it. I'm like, oh, well, that means this isn't live because you know what he's going to say type of thing. That kind of like throws me off a little bit. Yeah. I think it's just a phase. It'll go away soon enough. With like, We're just trying something new, which I can totally respect. Yeah, I like the new raw like color scheme though that they had like last since last month, like white and red instead of black yeah. and red. I kind of like that. Yeah, that one's cool. And I think there's some type of marketing like company out there that's pushing that because the company I work for just recently rebranded last year and it's like the same thing, white and red. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're just it's one marketing company. Like, this is what people like. Yeah, Push they're, it across. They like white and red. Yeah, not black and red anymore. White's right. the new black, color wise. <laughs> Um, but that's all that's going on. I haven't watched much NXT lately. I'll probably watch coming up towards WrestleMania to get ready for TakeOver because I always enjoy the TakeOver shows, even with the stories or not. Money in the Bank is coming to Chicago in July this year, so that should be fun. It's, it goes along with a TakeOver show that will also be in Chicago, so that'll be fun. Carmella's got to cash in. Check that. Yeah, she she's got to. Maybe she'll cash in at WrestleMania. I hope so. I think she deserves it. You like Carmella? I do, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't like her swimsuit gear, but no. <laughs> I liked her better when she had the you know the jeans and the yeah. crop top or whatever more jersey. You should look. let her know. Like, hey, Carmella. I'm sure she knows. I'm, I'm not the <laughs> only person that doesn't like it. You're, you're, the, you're not the one that tells her. Uh, but yeah, what's funny? Speaking of Twitter stuff, when I was saying muting people, like there's people that like say wrestles, you suck. And, like there's a someone like told Paige, you've gotten so fat. I'm like, oh, my, like these people exist. Like, oh my god, like oh, who's yeah, doing do. this? Yeah, I don't know. They're I don't know. Who's doing this, man? Come on, stay positive. <laughs> for, for the for the love of wrestling. Or and, at least and, be cool. And these actors' feelings, because that's really what they are. They're actors. They're entertainers. <laughs> and entertainers, too. Yeah, entertainers. It's it's crazy. What match, I put the poll out on Twitter, what match do you think is going to close WrestleMania? What's going to be the last match of the night? Roman and Lesnar. You think it's Roman and Brock? Yeah, because uh, I think just old school, two big muscle guys going at it for a world title. I mean, you got to have that be the last thing. Because the other one is two, in my opinion, better wrestlers. Sure. Big. I guess, I guess in a wrestling's, wrestling fan's eyes, they're two better stars, which they are. Mm-hmm. But as far as like being um, all-encompassing for new fans, old fans, all that kind of stuff for WrestleMania, you want your two big guys. I think it's going to be Nakamura and Styles only because I think that WWE is aware that it's a long show and the crowd's going to be tired at the end and not everyone's crazy about this Roman Brock match again and they're worried about the crowd just hijacking it again at the end because the rest of the crowd's like the hardcore, the hardcore for the most right. part. Or they're, they're at least the most vocal. And also, Brock is maybe going to the UFC again and I don't think he's going to want to try to risk any type of injury so he's not going to go all out for the match. It's kind of similar to what happened when he faced Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania 32 
everyone was suspecting this crazy match. And Ambrose talked about it too. Like, you know, I pitched all these ideas and Brock's like, no. Mm-hmm. And it made sense later. Why? Cause he had a UFC fight that July. He's like, I'm not going to get hurt. You know, I'm training for a fight type of thing. So we'll see. But uh, your average fan, I don't think is familiar with AJ's work and Nakamura's work. Maybe, but the, the average fan is not your WrestleMania fan. I, like, For WrestleMania, I think that's what they gear towards. They yeah. try to gear towards newer people yeah. that aren't familiar with the year-long stuff. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I even I even put out there it's possible that they do, they do the Undertaker Cena match. That could close if <laughs> yeah. they do that. They could. Or yeah. if they, do, I even like joke like, what if they do Rousey, Angle, Triple H, Steph as the close? Yeah. Maybe uh, next week or two weeks from now when the card's a little more finalized, we'll do a prediction like. We'll like when the cards will like we'll guess the match order. I thought you didn't right. like to do that. Well, it's not it's not guessing the results or anything. You're guessing the match. Well, the book. <laughs> oh, it's match- guessing the results. <laughs> no, it's, no, no. It's guessing the booked matches and guessing what order they will be in on the show from okay. pre-show down. <laughs> okay. The long show. I'll put it in now. Usos is not going to be on the pre-show this year because of the storyline. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The whole time I'm like, yeah, they have been on the pre-show every year for the past four or five years. Yeah, they have been. I'm curious who they're going to see. I want to see them new day. Give me a TLC match. I don't care how many times they've wrestled. Like those guys just have amazing. Kind of, I don't. I want to see. It. I really don't mind if you throw the Bludgeon Brothers in there either. Because I thought when uh, Usos were doing their, yeah. you know, the good guy stuff, they had some good matches with those two guys. Mm-hmm. And Usos the White are, Family and the New Day, I thought they had good matches too. Usos are good with everybody. It yeah. seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the, uh, the Raw side, you've got the Bar. The rumor is that they're going to face a tag team that doesn't exist yet. Because they've beaten everybody, who should they face? Mm-hmm. So they might just form a new team or call up some from some of them in NXT. Seems kind of lousy. Maybe, or they or they could do the Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy together. No, no. I want to see, <laughs> see the uh, Hardy compound. The match compound match. Is that, that's coming up? It's not going to be WrestleMania though, right? I hope it is. Is it be on the screen? Yeah, I mean that's what they did with the uh, Piper and Gold does back in the day. I yeah, but that's true. That's true, and that was entertaining. So hey, maybe that'll work. Uh, the House of Horrors matchup was like that, but that wasn't Mania. And that was... And uh, Bray, <laughs> Bray that was, That's going to go down in history as, like, one of my... Like, I'm going to go back fondly later and yeah. remember that being so bad, it was great. Exactly. You know, Randy Orton, oh, what was that? It was a fridge. Oh, what was that? Yeah. Oh. I think he drops the fridge on him. <laughs> yeah. And then starting... And then Mor- like, Orton burned the house to the ground and yeah. all that stuff. And that's did some pose in front of it. right there. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm I, I'm excited for a few confirmed matches. I'm excited for the triple threat IC title match for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the Angle Rousey Triple H stuff match. Yeah, like what they, I have to do, I have to watch this Raw just to see how these are set up. Because just saying they're the match, I don't. You know, how do you get to that point? Yeah, exactly. the The Angle the opening segment of Raw last night was pretty good with mm-hmm. the Angle and and Rousey and Triple H and stuff. It was pretty good. Because Angle, like, turned up, like, the badass. He wasn't, like, goofy okay. GMC. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to kick your ass type of thing. Is kind of back. And yeah, Stephanie got... 10.30 last night, and my dad's like, aren't you going to watch your fights? That's what he calls them. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm, you know, kind of watching some other... I was watching some Ona Hart stuff last night, and then I was watching some Mad Men. So mm-hmm. I just wasn't in the mood to watch Raw last aren't night. Aren't you going to watch those fake... That fake shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, he likes to watch it with me. Yeah, he's he's disappointed. He wants to know what's yeah. going on. So he's, he's, like, flipping through, I don't know, old TV, like Jefferson, <laughs> and some old gun smoke, and, you know, crap on whatever they watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we'll watch it today or tomorrow. Yeah, you'll catch up on it. You got the DVR. You'll be all right. Yeah. That's you're saying, Stephanie. Yeah, so anyway, Stephanie, uh, finally, she gets hers a little bit, we'll say. Okay. So it's, it's, it's good. We'll see. My wife was very confused. We're watching Raw, 
and Rousey comes out smiling, happen high fives everybody. Then she gets in the ring, she's mad. Lauren's like, mm-hmm. I don't get what she's doing here. Yeah. And I kind of get it a little bit. I think it's, you know. I loved how she came out last week. Right. Her hair was up. She's coming out like, I'm going to mess people up. Right. Like, that's the, that's the Rousey I want to see. I don't want to see her with her hair down looking pretty, you know, smiling and smirking like a dope. Mm-hmm. I want to see a fight. Right. And we'll see what happens. And, you know, they're putting her in a tag match and protecting her a little bit in a gimmick match. And I think I'm curious what a ring gear is going to be. Like, it's got the curiosity factor for me, mm-hmm. at least. And Maybe it's just shorts and uh, some gloves. Maybe. And a top, obviously. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. It says WWE instead of UFC. That's uh, her gear. That's her gear. I think he's going to do the hot rod inspired. Maybe she come out as a, in a kilt. Yeah, I hope so. There you go. See, we've we got ideas. we got ideas here, guys. <laughs> All right. Let's not get too crazy now, WrestleMania. We'll talk more about WrestleMania coming up in the coming weeks. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the show suggestions. Thanks for all the follows. Thanks for everything else. Eric, you got anything else before I wrap up? No, that's it. Just check my mail. Got to go. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, Positively Processing Podcast. Please re- leave a review for us on iTunes. I really would appreciate that. We'll be doing more giveaways, so make sure to keep following us, commenting, subscribing, all that stuff. Eric, thanks for coming. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Staring off in the distance. Yeah, I was checking out uh, your pot box over there. You want to buy my Shawn Michaels? No, I was wondering what it's really going for. About 20 on eBay or Amazon, stuff like that. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. We will see you next week.